Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. With your host and creator, Minister Annie Bell, the founder and executive director of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. We are providing talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. Please enjoy the show. You Well, 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 we're here again tonight, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you so much for meeting me here. Um, my name is Minister Annie Bell, the host and creator of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, which is an outreach of Wealth Management Ministries, and we are endeavoring to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as providing awareness and prevention and resources to the community. Our topic tonight is Love Shouldn't Hurt, End Domestic Violence. Um, October is the Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and so we wanted to make sure we took time out to talk about it because, again, that is a trauma. The NCADV, which is a National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, they state that 20 people per minute, and so uh, it's men and women. We, we don't want to isolate just women because uh, domestic violence is happening to men as well. But 20 people per minute are abused by their intimate partners. Now, that's a pretty high statistic. If we look at um, safehorizon.org, you'll find that the statistic where women ages 18 to 34 are at the greatest risk of domestic violence. Four million women experience physical assault and rape by their partners. Um, That's a lot of women going through some trauma. Uh, Domesticabuseshelter.org says that 4,000 women die each year due to domestic violence. Um, 75% of them died during their attempt to leave or after the relationship has actually ended. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. That's not to put any fear into anyone about not leaving. We just want you to be wise and strategic. And we're going to share some things about how to do that uh, so that you can save your life and the life of your children. 
the hotline.org, you know, one more statistic I want to share. One out of seven are victims of severe physical violence. And that's women. One out of uh, 10 men experience rape or severe abuse by their partner. So again, you know, we, uh, we focus a lot on women simply because the number is greater, but there are men out there who are also going through trauma of uh, domestic violence. I also wanted to kind of shed some light and just, this is just to make sure that we are adding, um, uh, bringing forth a, uh, level playing field so that we know when we're when we talk about this everybody knows what we're talking about but battered person syndrome a lot of time it's known as battered women syndrome this is actually a mental disorder that develops in victims of domestic violence as a result of serious long-term abuse now um, bps is dangerous primarily because it it can lead to what some scholars say is learned helplessness. Um, they also call it psychological paralysis, but where the victims become so depressed and so defeated and passive that, that he or she believes they are incapable of leaving the abusive situation. Now, this was, um, and you can find this information on findlaw.com, but the cycle of BPS begins first when the abuser initiates detention. Um, uh, to an incident and they blow it out of proportion and then the abuse is actually committed, whether it is physical, um, emotional, verbal abuse um, and, and sexual abuse. Because again, it, it, rape, it, if, if you're not, even if you are married, if you're not consenting and someone forces, the husband forces themselves on you or the wife forces themselves on you, then that is called rape. Number three, the abuser seeks forgiveness. You know, they are asking for forgiveness. They are um, bringing flowers and gifts, and that's called the honeymoon stage. But the, with, with these three things within the cycle, it continues over and over again, and the victim begins to self-blame, which develops into learned helplessness. The reason why this learned helplessness is important to understand and realize that is happening is because it puts a person in that state of mind for multi-victimization. So if they don't get out of the mind frame of helplessness, it could, um, even though they get out of one unhealthy relationship, they could fall right back into another unhealthy relationship. So we wanted to talk about that. Now, tonight I have a very special guest. He is a musical artist under Wavy Entertainment Group. His name is Manchild. He has um, released an album, and um, and, you, and I'm actually going to allow you to hear some of his songs that he has dedicated um, through his advocacy to survivors um, and victims of uh, domestic violence and other abuse. And um, so I just want to welcome him into the studio. Manchild, welcome to the studio of Irene. Hey, Irene. Well, how are you guys doing this evening? Miss yes. Irene, how, you, yes. how you doing, Annabelle? I am doing real good. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule um, out there entertaining the masses. But you um, came on down for just a moment just to um, do this show. So I'm honored and just so glad to have you on. Thank you so much. 
And I thank you for having me. Uh, um, abuse is such a a, a quiet um, topic in our in our community, and I, and I'm glad that you are setting up a platform for voices to be heard. This is very profound, and this is needed. So I thank you for having me on the show tonight. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, let's get started. First, I want uh, to to make sure that our audience knows um, a little bit about you so we can connect. And so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, as you said, my name is Manchild. I've, um, I've been um, writing music for about 10, 11 years now. Um, I'm originally from Macon, Georgia, but I grew up in Augusta. And um, I currently reside in Macon. Um, that's where my family's from. My mom and my dad's from that area. Um, I have a, a younger sister, three brothers. We're a big, close family. Um, I'm a, I have a, I'm a father of three. I have custody of my son right now. I'm trying to raise him to be uh, a model citizen in a, 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 a nation that is really giving turmoil to people right now. So, you know, it's important for me to be a family man and to spread that love and to, to give hope to people as it was given to me coming up. Um, there was a guy that uh, kind of mentored me. His name is Ricky Jones. He was a pastor, and uh, he saved me, literally saved me from the streets. And um, I, I just had to give him a quick child right now. And, you know, this is why I do what I do in part because of what he's done for me in my life. So um, I, I just want to say I'm trying to carry on that tradition, and I want to instill that into my kids as well. It's important that we stand up and be voices for people that can't stand up and be voices for themselves. And um, that's why I appreciate my manager, Todd Williams, a.k.a. 6ix9ine, and Wave E&T, because no, we have a um, we have a, a model that's called uh, where we say we're deeper than rap. And what that means is, you know, we don't, only just do music but we're out in our communities we're giving back we're talking to people we're motivating people you know we're, we're his son has an anti-bullying campaign so you know it our spectrum is is way just is bigger than you know us doing music and we you know that's our voice and that's what we plan to do is to have our voice um heard amen well first of all i want to applaud you because fathers are needed Okay, dads are needed in the lives of our children and um, because that's where they get their validation from. And so especially our boys, uh, I'm actually going to do a show uh, on other traumas and fatherlessness is one of them. And so uh, I just want to thank you and applaud you for what you're doing. I know you spoke a little bit about what inspired you to become an advocate, but I wanted you to go a little bit deeper and, and tell us what it, what happened that um, uh, inspired you to, in, uh, to become an advocate for the survivors of uh, domestic violence and other abuse? Um, as, a, as a child, I was, uh, I was molested. Um, I, I have to say I didn't realize what was going on at that time. I was, I, I was 10, and she was, she was 16. So at my age, you know, coming into um, – you know, manhood or puberty, you know, that's kind of like, you know, wow, you know, she's touching me in inappropriate areas and having me touch her in inappropriate areas. And I'm not thinking like, you know, this isn't right. I'm thinking like, wow, this is pretty cool. But that's a, that's a stigmatism that we have in the uh, community with black men. Like, you know, when older women come on us like that, that's a, that's abuse. That's a molestation. And we have, we have to bring that up. Yes. Um, she was, she was 16 and, you know, she had me touch on places I've never seen, never felt at that time. And it was like, 
you know, it was weird, but what what brought it, what brought it to my attention was um, some years back, Tyler Perry did uh, the Oprah Winfrey show, and mm-hmm. he went through everything that he went through, and that that showed me that wow, this wasn't this wasn't uh, a mutual thing. This was molestation. I was abused, mm. and I want to be able to be a voice. I want to be able to let people know that this is not okay, because it's not. Amen. Amen. And um, more specifically, what abuse, you know, have have you witnessed, whether it's your own or, you know, I know that you said you were abused, but what other um, abuse have you witnessed? Uh, my mom, she was right when we were um, kids and we were in the house and uh, we were unaware at that time that it happened. But, uh, you know, older, she told us about it and you know it hurt that we were there and didn't do anything about it and couldn't do anything about it so you know it's important for me now at this age to now that I'm a strong black man to be a voice and you know I have friends that's that's been abused and we've gotten them out of situations and you know it, it, it's really a sickening issue to to see somebody go through that and a lot of people will call them weak and a lot of people will ridicule those people or staying in situations like that, but you touched on it earlier, you touched on emotional and mental abuse. When somebody is taking that away from you, your mental toughness, your emotional toughness, when somebody is taking that away from you, they strip you from your friends and your family, they strip you from all your financial gain, and they put you in a situation where you have only them to rely on, it's hard to get out of that hole. And people need to be more aware, they need to be more sensitive to that. Because the more that you're, you're only adding to the problem when you're ridiculing and you're telling them that this is what you need to do, and instead of telling them what they need to do, help them. And I yeah. think it's more important that we be more sensitive to that subject. Yes. And you said that you didn't know um, that she was being raped. Was it a family member or someone she knew that raped her? It was a, a, actually a friend of the family, and he would come and, you know, pick me and my brother up and try to talk to us or, you know, hang out with us, you know, things like that. So now that I see it, I know that he was interested in her, but she wasn't interested in him. And mm. um, I, I just think he took those feelings too far. And, um, you know, it's a it's a tough thing to, to talk about and deal with, knowing that you couldn't be your mom's savior at that time. And, you know, what else is, um, and this is very, I think, apropos, because here we have in the um, – with the presidential election and you hear about this particular candidate who is talking about sexual assault as if he was just talking about, you know, passing some plate of biscuits around. And um, we have to be the voice. Someone has to draw the standard and say, that is not appropriate. Um, I don't care how much money you have or how much clout you have, how many hotels you own, that is inappropriate. Um, behavior and more people need to understand when they when someone says no that's what it means it doesn't mean no and yes you can it means no don't do it so I I think that is wonderful Um, I'm going to actually play one of your songs and the first one is Angie could you give us a little bit of background about the song before I play it for our audience sure um in, in my in my younger days, I, I frequented I frequented the strip clubs. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not perfect, but uh, that was one of the things that I enjoyed doing. 
And um, not only did I go for the entertainment, I, I actually went and, you know, I've had conversations with um, strippers or dancers or whatever you would like to call them. And a lot of them are really good people that are forced into that situation or forced into that lifestyle. Um, and once they're forced into the lifestyle, it's hard for them to get out. And um, Angie kind of came from my experience with different different ladies in, in that in that in that uh, profession. And um, uh, what I saw was a lot of uh, mental abuse, a lot of physical abuse. What I saw was a lot of emotional abuse, whether it was from their dad not being there, their their uncle or brother molesting them. Like it was just you know uh, a plethora of issues that was going on with each individual lady. So I wrote Angie to be a voice for them. I wrote Angie to be a voice for mental abuse. I wrote Angie to be a voice for physical abuse because in our community, as I stated earlier, it's one of those things we sweep under the rug, and I think it's time that we stop sweeping it and clean the mess up. Amen. I love that, what you're saying, and I um, and I love the fact that you're able to say, hey, at the time, I, not knowing that going to the strip clubs and what it really entailed and what you were um, participating in without knowing um, you're thinking you're just going to go hear some music and see some, you know, see some skin. But really what you realized was there was some trafficking going on. There was, you know, um, forced, uh, you know, uh, I want to say, you know, they were being forced into that, you know, prostituted. um, And a lot of them are um, prostituted. That's they don't just strip, but there's more that goes on behind the scenes. And, um, and then to hear further, each one has a story to tell. Each one has a, um, uh, a, a uncle or a, a, a dad or a, a neighbor who, you know, did something who violated them. Uh, many of many of the population in the adult entertainment industry is that way. So uh, I, again, applaud you for being uh, the male voice who stands up and say this is wrong. So um, everybody... Uh, I'm getting ready to play Angie from Manchild. Uh, enjoy it for um, for this evening. It is also available for you to purchase. So when we come back, Manchild is going to share with you where you can actually purchase it. One moment, and you'll hear the song. Baby 
it shouldn't it shouldn't be sugarcoated. And I and, and let me apologize for some of the language, but at the same time, I don't think it should be sugarcoated. When you have a message, sometimes you have to give it to people raw. Yes, um, and that's you know, and 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 this is you know PG thirteen, so it it wasn't that bad. Um, and but like you said, sometimes we have to give it the way it is. Um, and so I, I appreciate that. I want to have some dialogue on what some of the things that a person can do to get out of a domestic abuse situation for those who might be in there in it now. Okay. Um, the first thing they need to do is pray. Of course. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in praying. I'm a firm believer in going to church, but I'm also a firm believer in faith without works is dead. So if you're just praying and you're praying and you're waiting and you're waiting, you have to take steps. And certain steps that you, those steps that you have to take, one is after you're done praying, go out and find somebody to talk to. If it's a counselor, a psychiatrist, a pastor, uh, a friend, find somebody to talk to and not anyone negative because most people that are negative won't be of any help to you. You Mm -hmm. have to be able to find somebody to talk to that can help you pull yourself out of that situation because the biggest thing is having the mental capacity to do it. A lot of people, they're so mentally broke down that they feel like they can't go on without life because, as I stated earlier, they take, you know, a lot of abusers take so much away from you. They take your mental, they take your friends and family, they take your financial, and then you have no choice but to lean on them. You have to get yourself out of that situation by slowly, surely getting those things back, building your confidence, being mentally strong, being emotionally strong, and even being physically strong because there's sometimes you're going to have to fight, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can go mm-hmm. to your police. You can go to your police and start filing reports. Those those things like that will help in if you have to go to court, if you have any cases, start filling out police reports. Even if they, they're not called, you can go to the station yourself. You have to find avenues of, of resources, and there's so many out there. Your churches, there's there's groups online. You said one earlier, um, the, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, they have yes. an awesome website. They have an awesome website and if you have uh if you're in your local area you can go they have um victim hotlines they have women's shelters they have um abuse shelters they have there's a million things that you can do and those are just small things you need to find groups on facebook there's a lot of groups on facebook that'll help you um there's a local area there's an area, uh, uh, organization here called families of victory um you had uh miss shannon on your show uh a couple weeks ago she talked about some things that's a great organization here in my area and they do things for um domestic violence victims so there's things that you can do the biggest thing like i said is pray please please people do not think that god is not hearing your cry he is but he's setting you up for something great and don't be afraid to take those those steps forward that's what faith is that's very good very good pointers um i like the fact that first you said pray because um that is something that we must do first to get our strategic plan. Uh, it's also very important exactly. that you have to know if you're in this situation, whoever is out there listening, if he hits you once, more than likely he'll hit you again. And I talked about that cycle earlier today. He's going to apologize or he or she going to apologize and bring you flowers and just be the most loving person that you fell in love with in the first place. 
but then right. a, another trigger could just set that person off and um right. and and then you're back into that cycle again and before you get into the position of it becoming a mental disorder before it pushes you into um battered person syndrome you're going to have to you know, assess it and be strategic to get out. I am going to put on our Facebook page, our Facebook handle is Irene Stop Abuse and Abolish Sex Trafficking. But I'm going to put down, uh, put down a little safety planning. But some of the things that um, you can do is actually you need to plan for it. Uh, you can't, you don't want to, if you have to run for your life with nothing but the clothes on your back, do it. But if there is an opportunity for you to take a step back, take a minute, and, and, and make a strategic plan, I have the safety planning guide um, up on our Facebook page so you can do it. There's a uh, planning guide if you are with child, okay, if you're pregnant. Uh, there's a, a safety planning guide if you have children, and um, there's also a guide to help you even if you have pets. We don't want to leave our pets uh, behind because they are part of our family. And so there's also a way to, to plan it so that there is, so you don't um, jar, jar your emotional stability. So there's ways to do it. Um, and there are definitely uh, organizations out here who will help you. The um, other question that I have, and I think this is good, especially for people who are dating, okay? You're not actually in a marriage yet or a relationship yet, but you're dating. What are some of the signs that a potential mate that you're considering could be an abuser? Um, Definitely sign number one should be if he's extremely possessive. If yes. uh, every time you turn around, he's uh, pulling you away from friends and telling you, you know, um, why are you always going out or, or why such and such is always calling you. Those are things you want to look for because um, the abuse doesn't happen initially. Uh, a lot of abusers, they try, to, they try to act like they're strong, but they're really weak. And yeah. the way you can tell is if they pull you away from friends and family because they're not going to do that in front of them. So a lot of times you have to look for those signs like, you know, uh, trying to prevent you from going to work. Um, always checking your car, you know, trying to keep you at home, um, uh, wanting wanting to know where you go every minute of the day, every hour. Those are the those are the things that you want to look for initially when you when you meet someone. If uh, they're a little aggressive physically when you guys uh, hang out, like if he grabs your arm uh, a little aggressively and won't let go, you know, those are small things that eventually progress, and those are the things that you need to start looking out for at first because um you know we we laugh and play with other people all the time so it makes it seem like that's nothing but it's obviously it, it's more than what we want to give it give it and we have to be a cognizant of what people are doing to you what they're saying to you and if uh they're mentally degrading those start off small too like you know like they might say like you they might have on a dress and he might make a little joke about how you look in the dress um he's starting to break you down mentally and yeah. once once he once he's once the mental breakdown is there, the physical begins because he knows you're not going to fight back because you're already mentally drained. So those are the things that um you want to look for. Very good, very good. 
Um, the other thing, you know, like you said, uh, I think that we as women fall prey to this a little bit more than the men, but when the man acts a little jealous, sometimes we want our men to be a little jealous. I mean, you know, we don't want him to not care if somebody's staring us down or trying to, you know, step to us, right? But um, right. If there is there is something when they're overly jealous, you know, if you're at McDonald's and the guy hands you your, your order of, you know, McNuggets and um, your, your uh, potential mate is staring at you like, oh, what, you like him? Okay, that's a sign that he's a little bit off, okay? Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not flattery. It's not flattery. So that should pique your um, your thoughts a little bit and say, okay, that's a, you know, that's a, mental, a mental cue for you. Um, setting boundaries at an early time in the relationship is very important. I'm going to tell you, my husband and I, we laugh and joke about it, but I'm, I'm serious. When we first started dating, I, I put my, I put my hand up and I said, there are five things that will get you, um, for me to kick you to the curb. One, don't ever hit me. Um, you hit me one time and that is it, you know? And I said, don't play with my money. Don't play with my kids, you know? (laughs) And um, <laughs> I, I put my boundaries down because I'm like, I don't want to have to tell you again. And I'm not going to sit there and keep warning you because if you can't, uh, you know, accept my boundaries, you need to get to step in before we even get our hearts all up in it, you know. Um, and so and this is for, you know, women and men out there that you got to kind of set your boundaries. What are you not going to take? Uh, the, also, there's space. You're, you know, a healthy relationship gives each other space to be that own their own person, some free time alone. Um, I am an introvert, meaning I need time by myself. You know, I can I'm I'm fine doing radio shows, networking, getting out there, getting my hustle on, getting my grind on. But at the end of the night, I need me some any time. And so, um, if that person is not able to give that to you because again they're um insecure then that's another sign um another sign that i want to share with you is intimacy just because and if y'all if 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 y'all are getting it on before y'all are married you know we're not condoning that but i know we there are people out there who are so um if y'all are married even or if y'all are dating and um you don't want to have sex you can say no. Um, and if they still push up on you and make you feel obligated and um, or even take it from you, then that is a huge sign that you shouldn't um, progress in that relationship. Um, if, the, if you tell them, hey, I need, I need you to respect me and when I am not in the mood, you know, don't push up on me, they have to respect that. Um, so, you know, something to keep in mind. The last thing is, um, that I wanted to bring up is mutual, um, respect for privacy. Now, once you're married, I know there's a lot of things that, you know, you're meld together, you're one flesh and, but still there is, uh, some area of individuality and, and privacy. Um, even I trust my husband 100%. Um, and if he, you know, if he's on the phone or I don't go through his 
texts and emails and stuff, but I give him some space. If he's talking to someone on the phone, I give him some space. And he does the same for me. He doesn't read my texts and stuff like that. Now, if you're dating someone who is doing that, okay, again, this this part I know females are more um, prone to do, but if they don't give you your space and your privacy, that is yet another sign that you might want to slow things down just a little bit and take a bit more inventory. Yep. Um, and I, this goes out for the, uh, the high schoolers, too, um, and middle schoolers. Hopefully, y'all aren't, aren't dating. But if you are, because a lot of this abuse, this um, intimate partner abuse is going on with uh, our preteens and teens. And so this is your uh, cue here and clue that if they're doing that, they – um, it's not a good road to be on. So these are things that you want to talk about and express and don't be scared to express it. I want to go ahead and play the next song by Manchild. And if you could um, give us a little background on the next song, uh, Face Off, is it? Yes. Um, I wrote Face Off. Is a, uh, it's a, actually, a, I wrote it as a um, prequel to Angie and what it is is I wrote it so people can get her point of view and her father's point of view of the first time he ever attacked her and um it's 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 raw and it's vivid but um it brings home the point and um just just check it out and uh it's a it's a very deep song and and I and, and it, I wrote it for for that reason because I think a lot of people kind of overlook that 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 part of it all as far as like going in depth of the situation they kind of like looked on the outside but we're actually going to go in depth of the first time he ever uh assaulted his daughter all right face off everybody there's a grief that can't be spoken I'm there's a pain goes on and Empty chairs at empty tables. Now my friends are dead and gone. Sin is the way to perfection. Sin is the way to work. I've got to go to school. I've got to go to school. <laughs> empty chairs at empty tables. Now my friends are dead. What you do is empty chairs and empty people. Now my friends are dead. Knew when her mama died, she knew she had nobody else. Thought it was weird to her, he asked her if she touched herself. She lived a dim and this, that nigga must have lost his mind. Her heart was racing, just hoping that he would pass in time. If she could turn into a bird, then she would fly away. She asked him what was up, cause she had to go to school today. He steps forward, she steps back. He lunges at her, and she fights back. She's kicking and screaming, but he imposes his will. She got loose from the bomb and pumps her straight in the grill. She still kicked and screaming, she made a break for the door. He grabbed a truck of her hair and slammed her head to the floor. Now my friends are dead and gone. Empty 
shares that of Now my friends are dead. When her mama died, he knew she had nobody else This he an issue to ask her if she ever touched herself He wonders why she's looking at him like he lost his mind He want to touch his daughter to help him pass the time He's looking at his bird like if she wants to fly away Don't worry about it cause you won't make it to school today He steps forward then gets mad cause she's stepping back He lunges at her, can't believe his daughter's fighting back He knows he's wrong so he laughs and poses his will The game changes, she snuck him and sucked him in the grill Where you going at? She tries to exit out the door He grabs her by her hair and stamps her on the floor Well, she lived in a house that was old Alabama. Her mama had gone up to heaven when she was five, and her daddy was, he was a very loving man. He was always kissing and touching her and her. Um, 
group number and the time that we pray. All right, man, child, that was um, that was pretty intense. You know, it almost if you close your eyes, it's almost like a movie um, yes. about that that uh, about Angie and her her uh, first violation. Yes, and uh, that's the picture I wanted to paint. I, I mean, you know, and, and and it is a trigger for some people, and I do apologize if it, if I triggered anything. But I, I think we need to make it aware. People have to see it from the point of views of the victims, and the only way we can do it is to open it up like that. You know, we can watch movies all day long, but sometimes mm-hmm. a program to kind of like look at the movies and there's nothing. But when you hear the song, when you hear music, and you close your eyes, that visualization it really it really triggers a lot in people, and you know that's that's what I want to do. I want to provoke change, and the only way yes. to do that is to give it to them raw. Yes. Well, yeah, that was that was pretty raw, and um, and the the sad thing is is it's real. It's what's going on in our society every day. Um, you know, sometimes I'll. I'll sit back and I'm just having a good time with my family, whatever it is. Like the other day when we went to the fall festival and my children were just having a good time. And for a moment, you know, I got sad in my spirit because I knew that while my children are having a good time, there's somebody and that's more than one who might be in the midst of their misery, um, in the midst of their abuse. You know, I often remember when I was being abused, and I could hear the children in the playground because our our house was kind of catty corner to the playground. And I can hear the kids playing. And I was wondering, can they hear me crying? Can they hear my sadness? Can they, you know, um, can they see what's going on with me? So it's like the juxtaposition of, um, you know, like a almost like a parallel universe. You know, you have one person who is going through hell while the other one may be in heaven, um, just living their life and having a great time. So I'm always very conscientious of, of that. Um, and that keeps me going, continues uh, to have me uh, fight this war on um, child abuse and sex trafficking and other um, other traumas. So I just want to thank you for that, uh, that song and being so present to be able to write something like that and um and it be so like i said profound um i want to share um if if there was any uh hotlines helplines and other resources that um that you know of i know you mentioned a few earlier but um that you others that you might want to uh you know share that uh, victims and survivors can go to Yes, ma'am. Um, there you've mentioned a couple of them too, but I might mention them again. There's the uh, National Center on Domestic Violence. Um, there's a National Children's Advocacy Center, Child Help, um, CrimeVictims.gov. Uh, those those websites are great resources for guy for uh, you guys out there to use to get numbers for local areas. Um, and if you don't have anything in your local areas, they, they can give you the closest area, and they all have help. They all have uh, ways to help you and resources and things that they can do to get you out of those situations and steps. And um, Annabelle talked about what she had and, and uh, what, what she uses on her website and on her pages, and all those are great resources. 
I also have a um, energy support group on Facebook that I just started. It's small right now, but you know we have people in place that can help. Um, my friend of mine, she's a uh, worked at a uh, domestic hotline. She has resources. I have a pastor on there. I have um, survivor victims, and you know we all get up and we talk. And um, you know those are outlets for you guys. Just please, please, if you hear this and you feel or know that you're in that situation, get help before it's too late. Because people like that only escalate. They, they never, they never, they never digress. They always escalate, and then it gets worse and worse. And if they don't want to seek help on their own, then they don't want to help you. And just please go get help. I implore that you guys go out and seek some type of help. Yes. Um, uh, and I ditto that. Um, please get help. Your life is worth it. Um, I may not have ever met you, never seen you before, but I know the fact that you are created, um, that God created you and you are on this earth, you are important. And so um, if you hadn't never heard it from anyone else, you're hearing it from me, that you are important Amen. and you are worth um, saving. Amen. Now, there is also the, dom- the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and that's one 800 799 7233. Uh, again, that's 1 800 799 7233. They do have a TTY number uh, for those who um, may not be able to um, hear or see um, or hear more. It's 1 800 787 3224 so that you could use your, um, your technology to communicate. Also, there is the www women's law women's law.org now other thing that i want to caution you is if you are planning um to get out of that relationship or just seeking some information um i would ask you to go and look up any uh, of these websites from like the library or um your friend's Uh, computer, uh, be very careful when you're using your own computer because your abuser could find it, um, you know, because it's very hard to erase the history on your computer. So be very careful so that you can be very strategic. One of my um, favorite movies of of, uh, conquering is um, Sleeping with the Enemy. She really took the time to be very strategic. She ended up making one mistake, but she was very strategic in how um, she got out of her uh, domestic violence relationship. And um, so, you know, keeping that in mind is what we're trying to do to help uh, to get you out. Now, we only have a few more minutes, and I want to make sure I, I get the time in to play this last song. Manchild, could you um, give us some background on this last song, Burnt Offerings? Um, but often it's the final chapter to the um the Angie trilogy. What what I did was I wrote an open letter to her, um, just letting her know I missed her, letting her know her son was okay, and you know it kind of brings it all together because uh, some of my some of my friends had questions that was left unanswered. So um, this answers the rest of the questions of uh, the the Angie saga. So you guys check it out and hope you enjoy it. All right, Burnt Offerings by Manchild. 
Welcome back to I Rain Block Up Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Good evening. You are listening to I Rain Block Talk Radio Show. Welcome back. My name is Minister Annie Bell. Um, I wanted to also make an announcement, of course. I know that, again, this could be a, a trigger for some. And um, I wanted to also urge that just, just because you escaped doesn't mean that that's the end of, the, of your journey. You have to take time to heal from the pains of your past. And so, um, so I, I urge you to, to, to get some therapy. Um, I also have a book out there called Irene, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive. The workbook is finally finished, yay! Um, so the work that book that goes along with it is um, will also be available in the next couple of weeks. And so get the book, begin your healing journey, um, so that you don't repeat the cycle and don't pass it on to your children. Uh, we got, we have to make sure that we break this cycle of abuse and trauma. Now, with me tonight here in the studio is Manchild. He and you just heard his song. We played the the trilogy uh, during our the program tonight. And Manchild again, the, the song they're so creatively produced um, and executed. So it's not just. I mean, it's not just a song. I mean, like you said, it's a it's a story, and um, and it says so much. And again, I just want to applaud you for. Uh, the, the creativity that you brought forth. Thank you. I appreciate it. I got to give some of that credit to my producer, Sinister Sound. He um, produced all the beats and recorded all my um, recorded all my sessions in the studio. So I got to give him um, some of that credit also. Okay. Well, that was that's very kind um, to, to share the credit. That's good. Now uh, we got about a minute. Can you share with me some of the things you're doing in the community? Um, in you know, in the next um, uh, near future, and how people can get in touch with you and also purchase your album. Yes, um, we on um, Wavy and T. We're always in the community. We just handed out toys to the children's home. We just fed the, the homeless. Um, we are currently getting ready to do our annual toy drive, what we've been doing for the past four years. We um we get donations and we just go to random neighborhoods and knock on doors and, and, and give toys to kids. As as I said, our model is being deeper than rap. You know, we give back all the time because you never know when you're gonna need that back. You know, and the community yeah. is always behind what we do. We have new artists coming out and they're dropping music. So you know, we're 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 deep and we're running and we're grinding. And shout out to Sweets and Elvis and G Way, uh, Betty Junior. Uh, Six nine and the whole wavy family. We love y'all, Christy. And um, you can catch me anywhere on uh, iTunes, Google Play. Like I said, the, the, the music is out there. I spell my name M A N N C H Y L D, and you can search me. I'm there on uh, on Facebook. It's Sir Manchild. Uh, on uh, Twitter is Manchild four seven. Instagram Manchild four seven. I'm out there. You guys hit me up. Let's talk about getting um getting off these this horse of uh, abuse let's, let's bring it out in the open let's not be afraid to talk about it in our community and also Angie Support Group is spelled just like the Angie Support Group it's on Facebook alright thank you again man child I pre- appreciate you coming on the show everybody remember love should not hurt 
Love yourself enough to save your own life. To make donations or get in touch with me or my team, go to www.mngt.org or even AnnieBellMinistries.com. On Facebook, I reign, stop abuse and abolish sex trafficking. If we endure, we will reign with Christ. See you next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com. Boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires goal for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.